back and Liverpool are top of the league again. Here we are at the Football Pink podcast and it life's good to be a Red at the minute, Scott. What do you think? Going into the first national break, um, if you told me we'd be, what was it, 4 from 4, 12 points, unbeaten, top of the league, on our own as well, I would have expected to be level with City, but on our own, you can't ask much more. I think it's great news, to be honest. Uh, we talked in the earlier podcast about the the first raft of fixtures coming through it's and what I a mean, tough... You look at our starting fixtures and they, they weren't the toughest. They were exactly what we needed for a starting run. Um, but, you know, you still got to beat the team that's put in front of you. you still got to beat the, th- the, the four sides, you know, and you know, I think maybe later on in the season... Like to Southampton at home, uh, Southampton away at the West Coast, oh, sorry, the South Coast when it's wet and raining. Burnley away when it's wet and raining. Going to be tough places to go, especially if they are fighting. Well, not Burnley so much, but maybe Southampton may be fighting relegation. So, you know, City have got to go to these places where they went last year towards the end of the year and struggled. You know, they, on, they only got that win against Burnley by, what was it, millimetres. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to go to these places and hopefully struggle later on in the season. And we've gone there and done the business. We did. We did. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was, what was expected really the game. Um, it was a professional performance. Um, I think going into the game, you know what Burnley are like. Um, there was, you know, issues behind Allison. You know, he hasn't really faced a task of big strikers the likes of um, Ashley Barnes, Adrian. Who did I say? <laughs> you said Allison. Allison, don't you? That's me, that's me, that's me wanting Allison back. But there, you go, Adrian. He's never really faced, you know, you know the likes of these lads but you know I thought he was phenomenal he actually looks like he's had a few weeks worth of training under him you know people remember you know people got to think when giving him some criticism which is respectable um, after not his performance has been bad but there's been bits and pieces that he could say maybe could be better but I think that's being overcritical because of what we were used to but this is a bloke that had no pre-season um, with training with a 5th division side Spanish team just to keep fit until someone came and signed him and, you know, he was in his first week of training, won a trophy. So and he, now he's looked like he's trained with the lads. He knows the boys better. And it looks like he that literally had a month training with the and boys. He's playing week in, week out and playing good football, making some good saves. My Right now, for me, my only criticism of him is just the, he doesn't have the length with his kick. But to be honest... Our midfield's picking the ball up and they're doing the diagonal crosses, uh, you know, so uh, it's not it's not such a big issue. If it, like you said, when you look back to, you know, not, not, normally you feel like it's your central defender that drops in and can ping the ball, but um, when we've got defenders like Van Dijk who can ping a ball 40 yards yeah. to Salah's feet or Mane's feet, you know, we looked at it for, in the Champions League last year. To be honest, Fabinho's distribution's and been for brilliant. And Fabinho's going to drop in and split the passes and it goes back to... Um, Last week, when we um, picked apart for that um, final goal against Arsenal, yeah, um, you know it started. You know we got the ball back from one um, winger, uh, one fullback came through Allison. He didn't put it long because he didn't need to, and you know he, he played it short, a couple of one twos, and next minute we're scoring a goal. So you know we're not really sad that goes long anyway. So the game itself, uh, say unchanged side. From the previous That's week, go to. if you were to give Klopp eleven lads to go into battle with at the minute, whether you know disregarding fatigue, injury, or um, 
fatigue injury or some sort of you know whatever that uh, of course you would have Allison in there over Adrian but those are the 11 lads he'll take into battle at the minute um, there is go through lads we'll, we'll see when we'll talk a bit about later when we talk about the congestion of next month or the, later this month after the international break but um, there, there is many lads at the minute if we were about to play a grand final tomorrow he'd be in it yeah agreed um, th- there'd be the 11 lads that's our, that's our strongest 11 obviously with Allison in there well, I really liked at the start, uh, they had the first real chance and Adrian made a hell of a palm out save early on. And I think that was needed because, like I said, there was a lot of um, ifs and buts going in. Can he deal with likes of Ashley Barnes, stuff like that? Could they know either, you know, newish goalkeeper, let's try and rough him off a bit. But first chance he had, he went through, he would have went through it. Our plays, if he was there, it was a massive punch and... Can I just reassure? I mean, I thought about it. As soon, as soon as it happened, I was like, okay, that's what he needed. We're yeah. going to be sound now. And they're a real physical team, Bernie, let's be honest. They're, they're going to try and outmuscle you. They're going to try and kick you. Intimidate you. They're going to be all over it. I, I think the whole way through the game, the front line were kicked from pillar to post and dealt with it so well. I think it's a it's a place where the crowd can get on the back as well on, on you know as a way as a way as an away side they're a very hostile crowd I wouldn't say hostile but they're a passionate crowd for yeah. fans and they're it's a, you know it's a good away by listening to some lads it's a great away because it's not far for the Reds um, and it's a good lively atmosphere you can have the banter between the supporters but you know um, for minute one you know, especially since we scored the goal. You felt like it was inevi- an inevitability that we were going to score, and as soon as we scored, they were like, "Well, we're not get finding our way back into this." You know, they were quiet, and I heard stories of you know the lads were coming out for the second half, and you know the hype, not hype man, but the announcer was going, "And welcome back, you're Burnley," and it wasn't a massive cheer; it was just a clap and, "All right, let's get this over and done with, so yeah, we can get back and home. start thinking again to next week." You know, I think we um, nullified them from on and off the pitch. Well. Four minutes in, Salah hits the post. Uh, good effort. Um, oh, nothing really, wasn't it? Yeah, so like, it, set a, it set the tone. They've had their chance. Now we've gone up the end. Here we go. Uh, although it took a bit more time for the actual goal to come through. Uh, you know, there was another chance where H- Salah was put through by Hendo in about the 20th minute. Just his touch, wasn't it? Just a touch. Just couldn't quite get the ball out from under his feet. Keeper made a good save coming out. But just it came off his knee, didn't it? He's trying to control off his knee. If that had come off, we were we were way through. And then then the goal. How do you I, explain that? I mean with this side is if you're gonna give them the that many chances, which we're gonna get against these lower league sides, um, but if you're going to give us that many chances, we're going to put one away. Um, somehow we put... The one we put away was ridiculous. It was just... It's one of those when you're at the top... When you're sitting pretty at the top of the league, these are things that go your way. If we were fighting relegation, that would go nowhere near the goal and it would go out for a corner or it would be, you know, it would nullify the cross. But like Trent's I said... Trent's too honest. He admitted it was a cross. Oh, for towards the it was post. always going to be. Yet again, I wouldn't put it past him to be having it from there because he can hit it. But it was a cross. Um, but like I said, when you're at the top of the league, these can go your way. So for those that haven't seen it, Sal, uh, uh, sorry, Trent from from way out puts a a big cross onto the back post, but it takes a, a bit of a deflection off the defender jumping, turning his back, and it loops over the keeper's head and into into the goal on the back post. 
Uh, everyone thought Trent had claimed the goal, uh, but the EPL have decided one. to give it as an own goal. How the hell you can have an own goal of a deflection off your back from 40 yards out? Yeah, it was a bit. I mean, it was a bit unfair on Trent's part to be honest with you, but you know, he won't care too much. A goal's a goal. Do you get an assist for an own goal? I know it depends what him and stipulations him and Robbo have signed, isn't it? Does doesn't depends it? Depends on the contract between them. You two. might actually prefer getting an assist over actual goal for the exactly. competition with him and Robbo. So yeah, uh, we were well away, half an hour in, and then quickly, a couple of minutes later, a quick counter. Uh, a managed through, and to be honest, it could have been one of one or three to score. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the story of the game. If we, I think, hopefully not. But if we look back at the end of this season and look on a, a goal difference point of view, um, we could make it very well look back on this game. Cause we could have, if we wanted to, we could have easily won this game five, six, seven, no, really. Um, and that's my. Not one issue with the game, but if, you know, look, there were no negatives when you beat Burnley away 3-0. There were no negatives at all. But if you are trying to nitpick, it would be that we didn't score as many goals as we could because you got to think, I know, understand the rotation the side of things, but the fine margins in this league is that when we're scoring three, City are scoring four. Yeah. And every goal counts and every moment counts. So we, you know... But again, that's even though know, it's only it's just going to September. The game was played in August. It's, but it's again, a long way to go. Putting putting it into context, at least we kept a clean sheet. You know, we could have scored another one, but leaked one at the other end as well. And, and the goal difference that, is the same. If we had won five one, I think I'd rather win three nil. Yeah, obviously five one's a bigger scoreline, and you get the better goal difference because you get plus four instead of plus three, which we've got now. But I think one the goal. I mean the. Clean sheet is not only big for the team, it's huge for Adrian because, look, it's still up in the air about um, Allison. You know, we've heard nothing from the club. Um, could be a while, yeah. All we know, it could be actually um, an Achilles problem. Yeah. It could actually be an Achilles problem. Um, I listened to a podcast earlier and it said, it, you know, they don't reckon it's major like they did with um, Ox and they kept that quiet because they don't want to give everyone, you know, get put everyone on a down that we've just lost a big play for maybe a year, you never know. But they don't, they don't, it's not a quick fix either. Because um, if you look back what they did with um, Joe Gomez, they yeah. said, yeah, he's going to be back here. And then it got closer and closer that day. And it got there and he goes, actually, no, it's, it's, it's another worse month. than we thought. And it got closer and closer and he goes, no, 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 it's another two weeks. So I don't think they, I think it's more that they don't want to put a date on it because they don't want to be stri- um, strict on that date. My guess, after, you know, hopefully. Second international break, isn't it? Really, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking he'll start we, to We've return. got to get through the next raft of fixtures. We've got another month, I think. Uh, so we've got another month. We've got like probably seven or eight games in that fucking month, really, the way we're going, isn't it? We'll come back to that, but yeah. So, yeah, uh, Manny scores. And a few minutes later, Salah's dribbling round the edge of the area, puts his foot on a ball, changes direction, and it's all opening up for him. But again, either side of him, he has got better options and he decides to shoot. And I think that's the first one that people start saying the far better option was available for Salah to just lay it off rather than trying to take it himself. Uh, Even on that one from the TV, Klopp was not happy at all. He was screaming at Salah from the touchline that he should have laid it off. Look, I always think Salah is a bit of a hog. Um, but you have to be at the top um, at the elite level to be a striker because 
Thierry Henry you, was a terrible you hog. Have to, you have to have the arrogance. Ian Rush was a terrible hog. With those type of players, um, one, I think they were one or two. If they, you know, because back in the end day, it was more four four two, or they played on their own. Um, they played on their own, or they played four four two, but they were the main man. Main man would have played. Our off problem them. is we have three lads that can all easily win a golden boot in their own right and get twenty five plus goals this season. I'm not saying that's um, the competitive edge. Not saying that's what they're thinking about. But they have three lads that are all used to scoring every game. And um, I was watching a documentary on with Ruud van Nistelrooy, and he was saying if he didn't, cl- they could win six nil. But if he hadn't scored, he'd be pissed. He'll off. be in the changing rooms, head and hands gutted because he That's gets paid. To, he gets paid to score goals. I was like saying, you know, you, as a teacher, you're going to school, you get paid to teach kids, but the kids learn absolutely fuck all. Yeah. You know, that, that's his job and he feels like he wasn't doing his job yes the team won uh, but you know he hadn't scored I know I like to see it I like to see the anger we'll, we'll get to that later on but you know we need these lads to be greedy you want them and, like to be hungry. Said, hungry you want them and, to really want to score and the problem is if you think back to when Salah had his goal drought um, in late last year he wasn't shooting on sight no he, he was wasn't. passing because he was second guessing himself it wasn't until he had that burst and run at Southampton where he could have played um, Firmino he could have played Mane and how many times have we said he could have played it, but he sticks it in the bottom corner and you're like, okay, don't. But because he puts it in the bottom corner, we don't care. But that's always the problem, isn't it? You're only pointed out to being greedy if you take the shot and you don't score. If you put it away, then you're a clinical striker. I've seen a perfect um, thing on Facebook, actually, uh, believe it or not. And it was actually um, a couple of instances where Manning hasn't passed the ball. You know, no. I look back to there was the derby um, back in 2018 where we we actually drew that derby with when we had the derby and then we had um the fa cup literally like within a, a week of each other and we drew the league game against them that year and you know everton fans you know celebrate because they got the draw at, um, at anfield but Gosh, yeah uh and it was a chance when we were one nil up man i should have squared it if you squared it to goal to either salah or firmino and he doesn't he takes a shot and he laughs about it and you think it's okay, but they actually go down the other end and score. Um, so I mean, look, you're not. I'm not saying you're meant to, you know, go watch back every game and say, okay, you didn't pass there, but you didn't pass there. But and what's more about um, it's been blown out of proportion. Oh, it has. Um, and I think, it, like, I think what has been said is true. It was nipped in the bud straight after the game, and you know the lads will move oh, on. You move on. Uh, did you like uh, Bobby's uh, attempt at the overhead kick? That came next. Looked painful. Yeah. Every overhead kick that you missed looked painful. But if I, anyone's going to score it, it's going to be Bobby. I just like the fact he's, he's got the bottle to try. It was not Nelson. The ball's come through from the a bit of a work with from Hendo. And you just throw your legs at it. Why Can not? go on the Bobby celebration. It was um, questionable. Some samba dancing. I know, but it? hey, he's, he's Brazilian. But again, but speaking of which, his goal was... Pretty damn good, to be fair. Again, Salah doing a, a bit of a dribble on the edge of the box, and I think he was he would have desperately liked to have taken it on. Oh, he would claim he's going to claim the assist on but, that. But, was, but Bobby's coming through, and he's no way he's, he's screaming, that. "That's mine!" And I'm going to put through. I think anything that's what you know he, he's expecting the Salah curler um, away from him into the top corner. But um, like I said, Bobby just takes it off his feet and just power drives power instead. Drive. Just takes. And that, you know, and that that wins the game. I think that's where we've been lacked in the past few um, games. We haven't got that third goal just to kill it off regarding um, Norwich. But like Southampton, we didn't get a third. So, say if we do concede, 
like Still. not you know a stupid mistake you not know, like at Southampton um, and you're shitting yourself for the next five but again you're less likely to concede at three you're right because you've you've killed the opposition off any any hope that they've got that they've got any chance in the game it generally is gone at that point uh, just to note that that was uh, Bobby's 50th goal in the Premier League yeah first Brazilian to get to 50 wasn't it unbelievable I can't yeah, believe yeah. that no other Brazilians not made 50 Premier League goals and he was signed honest. as like an attacking mid yeah and he was awful when he started and you, you know you look back at lads that came before Klopp and that were signed through Rodgers and how many have been and gone because they because they haven't fitted the mould um, or aren't playing as much like your Lallana's from that point of view but lads that have been loaned out like to Klein Clavan you know Lovren's on the fringes now these type of players that um, what are go-to lads that have been slowly you know showing the door and we've been moulded but the, um, for hit, like to Firmino and Henderson to somehow not to necessarily yeah well, adapt their game to suit the style, to suit the style. Of, and to be Quality doing it this players. well and to for Firmino to be literally one the name first name on the team sheet every week is a striker when he's not even a fucking striker and to, like I said to get fifty goals is unreal. God, just think, you would have thought you'd have put money down on Big Coutinho a couple of years ago. But hey, yeah, exactly. the way it goes exactly. He's lost. Uh, so yeah, uh, pretty much not a lot happened post post that final goal. I don't think. Nah, I think. the game was killed off. But um, a couple of stats that was off. Um, what was it? Thirteenth win in a row now. Yeah. Um, from Burnley um, at home last, or was it Burnley away last year? Um, it's been thirteen consecutive wins in a row, not even drawing a game, which is a stupid stat in itself. And that's a record. It is a record, and now what was it? And then I think it's twenty-one games. Paisley's team's never done it. Dalglish's team's never done it. That's I think it's a hell of a stat. Twenty-one games in all competitions, if I'm right, unbeaten as well. That's if you in count draws. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But you, you, you look at it like that, it's, um, it's a stupid stat, and you, you know you, you, they keep going on Facebook. The, you know the transformation in the sides. You know, Phenomenal. You look at the Baltelli, the Barini, the Lambert era. Um, to what we have now to be, you know, kings of Europe and being feared around the world again is—it's it's a nice place to be from it a supporter's a nice perspective. Be, isn't it? Yeah, fucking great. Uh, okay, thoughts on the subs? Uh, Ox came on for Hendo. Hendo got a knock. Yeah, um, and like you said in the interview at the game, um, it was a bit of a corky type of situation, just um, an impact injury. And he said he could have played on, but why? What you know, you've got the like likes of um, Trent. Uh, Sorry, not Trent. Uh, Chamberlain Ox. on the bench. Um, I think so Ox did all right when he came on. To be fair, he was everything was going forwards. He was keen to get involved. I think he, he was happy to be in the midfield. Yeah, he just gets about. Uh, and then the interesting one for me then is the double substitution uh, towards the end. Origi and Shaq coming on. Uh, I I've got a strong suspicion that this is planned. Uh, We've got a, a hell of a fixture list coming up uh, in, in the rest of this month. And with players obviously going away on international duty now, I think he's got plans f- for Regan and Shaqiri as the, as the fixture pile-up happens. Um, well, that's what saying. We've got Newcastle first game back, and you're saying that you, you know, you're thinking of having them first game back. 
um, in the starter lineup. I think you're maybe reading into it a little bit too much. Um, I reckon it's weird that it's taken him this long, but I do reckon it's solely to get minutes in his legs. Um, I think it, if you look at the other games, maybe well, I'm surprised he didn't get against Norwich because we obviously did. You know, we were ahead by Norwich from so much. But if you look at our other fixes. You know, you know, you wouldn't bring him on against Chelsea in the Super Cup. You know, you wasn't really. You're not going to really make that type of substitution when you're only two in the look to Southampton, and obviously they go and score, which changes any um, type. You know, Arsenal at three nil, and then obviously it went to three one. You're not going to make an attacking change there. Finally, going three nil, more comfortable. You know, got to remember. I don't think Shakiri's the most disciplined of players. He's not. But so more. I reckon that's why he's taking this long, and I reckon he's just getting minutes in his legs for this busy run. I don't necessarily it's for Newcastle. Well, you think in terms of Shakiri's pulled out of his international squad to focus on his Liverpool stuff. Lalana's pulled out. Lalana didn't pull out. You think it picked? But he he made he actually made the statement he was staying out Origi wasn't going to get picked definitely just saying because he hasn't been picked Lord, Lord, so, never gonna get picked. so here we go you know I'll fix you know I pulled up. out of um, England duty as well just in case I got called up who? I got called out I got um, I ruled my name out just in case I yeah but you're injured I'm <laughs> just saying injured if Lana can pull himself out as um, international duty just so, so can I it's pointless for him just like it's pointless for me fair enough alright so we have got coming up in the next month or this month international break Newcastle away Napoli in the Champions League at home Chelsea at home MK Dons in the Carabao Cup and Sheffield at home now that is a hell of a list of fixtures and just after the international that, just, just break just that then midweek after Sheffield we do have another Champions League game oh missed that one um, we got well, yeah, so, yeah that because it goes into the next week. Goes into the, goes into the next month, next but month. you know, three days later we are playing um, another Champions League game, and so then so we're playing for the next month. We are playing midweek, so then after the Red Bull game we go to Leicester, and then we have United. But that's the first, you know, it's not till. So after Leicester's an international break, but it's not till um, the fifth, basically a month of time until we get a full week off. Correct. So and that's I, what I'm saying. You know, this team goes a lot on momentum. So I reckon the first game back, he wants he needs momentum. If you drop but points at Newcastle at home, momentum is lost as soon as you go into Napoli. But we've, we've lost momentum because of the international break. That's why you need to gain it straight away. You can't afford anything. Well, you, know, you can't afford see. anything. I think he'll I think, certainly you know what? start. One of those two starts. Well, no, you said two. So we're going to put a bet on that they're starting both, and I'll say they won't start at all. No, one will start of those two. Out of who? Origi and Shakiri. I'll put ten dollars on it. All right. Put Done. ten dollars. One on of it. those two will start. Because uh, I think they'll go start on eleven. Um, look, I know it's a big. I mean, it's not ideal. We go to Napoli, um, then as soon as we have Chelsea. Exactly. But if you look at the Newcastle. He's going to rest. I reckon he, he he thinks he's got enough in the tank with with some of the fringe players for the Newcastle game. But New, I mean, not like we don't really like the early kickoffs. But Newcastle is nine o'clock. I mean, this is from. An Australian point of view, but Liverpool Newcastle is the early kickoff on the Saturday, um, so that's going to be the twelve o'clock kickoff, kickoff on the Saturday. So it gives us plenty of time um, to, to them, you know, on the Wednesday. We're not even playing on the Tuesday; we're playing on the Wednesday um, against Napoli. So it gives us, you know, till Tuesday, four days. It's Tuesday, you're reading it on Australian time, so it comes over Wednesday. Yeah, it's a fair so call. It's yeah, Tuesday. It's a fair Napoli's call. Tuesday. Yeah, it's a fair call. 
I still get my point. I'm still going with my point. So, and I just think, yeah, I've got a gut feeling. We'll wait and see. One thing's for certain, MK Dons be the under-21 squad. Yeah, there's been, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of in the air with the MK Dons, um, with the under-21s at the minute, but yeah, you say it'll be the under-21s though. We have that much of a bench that isn't getting played, that need game time and... Correct. It will be them and the 21s. You know, if Lovren's still here in the next 24 hours, no, Lovren should play that game. It's true. But then you've got two Danish lads, I'm sorry, two Dutch lads that would love to play in um, Hoover and Vandenberg. Obviously, you don't know what's been taught behind the scenes. Um, Harvey Elliott would definitely play. Um, you'd think Harvey Elliott would definitely be playing in that game. If he's still here, Bruce Bobby Dirk. Duncan. Bobby Duncan's gone. Um, yeah, I he's agree. gone to Fiorentina, isn't he? But um, Bobby Duncan and um, not Bobby Duncan, uh, Brewster as well will be starting that game. You'd Gomez. Exactly, and you know, you know, you think these young lads, Lallana will be starting that game. You know, like you think someone like Lallana will captain the side. Mm-hmm. And fuck knows if um, Allison's not actually don't think he is. You'd throw what's his name in. Keller. Not even Keller. Um, Who's the lad we signed from Preston? Who's a fucking yeah, but you give Kelliger the game because Kelliger's not had a run out. He's Kelliger's not our Kelliger's not our second goalkeeper, is he? Um, Mangler. Oh God, yes. Jeez. So yeah, sorry. he's going to get his little yes. debut against that um, yeah. MK Don, isn't he? Yeah, God. Um, Can't even remember his bloody name, but exactly. I know you're on about. Yeah, exactly. It begins with them. <laughs> See, well prepared. How good are we? So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Run of games. Yes, and then you go Chelsea away. It's going to be... Uh, but to be honest, if Chelsea can't beat fucking Sheffield, then I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Okay, so what else has been happening in around LSC? Uh, we've had a, a good week at the uh, the uh, Player of the Year Awards. Uh, Van Dijk comes out as the UEFA Player of the Year, which uh, was fantastic news. Defender coming out as player of the year. Uh, obviously, you know, you had uh, Messi and Ronaldo in there, but four out of the top six players uh, for that award were all from Liverpool. And that's absolutely bloody brilliant news. It should. I mean, I think we, I think Hendo was shafted with um, midfielder of the year. Because um, obviously Van Dijk, we got um, Alisson getting goalkeeper of the year. Um, obviously, um, Delit getting um, obviously Van Dijk getting defender of the year, Delit getting midfielder of the year, and Messi getting striker of the year. Um, you really can't go past Messi because he did score a huge amount of goals, getting you away for um, European um, the striker of the year. But I think Henderson was a bit shafted being the midfielder and the captain of the team that went on to lift the trophy, yeah. and the lad that you know, although obviously he was very good and Ajax were amazing. The lad didn't even even make the final. Got picked over with a bit. I think. I think no, you had. That. We had didn't already have two Liverpool players in there. Would he have got chosen? Things you, a bit like yeah. that. But yeah, three out of one team, maybe, maybe a, a bit too much. I think it's uh, it's great to see though. It's great news, uh, and I think it's uh, good signs for things to come as regards the Ballon d'Or. Now. Just announced coming out today, we think that uh, the Ballon d'Or nominees or, or potential winners top three have been announced. 
Uh, and Van Dyke's in there with Ronaldo and Messi again. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and yeah, I, I think fingers crossed. It's a done deal. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we see. Although it's very rare that the UEFA Player of the Year is also the Ballon d'Or. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, look, he should win it. Let's be honest. Um, if there's if there's anything good in football, he should win it. Just because why give it to them again? Why one of the main two lads again? There's no point. Um, I know they didn't win last year, but they get nothing out of it. Last defender was to win it was Cannavaro back in two thousand six. Why you have a world class look? Is Messi a better player overall than Van Dijk? Yes. But I mean, it's two different totally skill techniques, two different positions, so it's tough to make a decision. But let's be honest, Van Dijk is never going to um, be the likes of Pele and Maradona talked about like that. Because he isn't. Because only really strikers are. Messi is, Ronaldo is. So let's be honest here. But while you have a defender that actually is the best player in the world at the minute, yeah. You have to Recognize because nine it. out of ten times it's going to be an attacking midfielder, a striker. Why you've got a good, um, uh, an amazing defender available to win it? I'm not saying you should win it by default, but I think. You, but acknowledge it. Forgot to acknowledge it exactly. And what he's done to this side is a joke. And look what he's won in the last year. He made you know, after winning the Champions League, he's won and won. Um, got into the UEFA Nations League semi final. Um, se- did he get into the final? I think they got was, final. was yeah. it the final yeah. semi-final or final anyway I think it was final yeah because they beat England didn't they UEFA Nations League final Super Cup winners you know um, UEFA Defender of the Year UEFA Player of the Year it's just, just goes on the list goes on doesn't it uh, okay and uh, the final point something we hinted at quite heavily in the last podcast or or said it was happening we just didn't know the date Jamie Webster's coming to Australia uh, it's not a boss night event. Jamie's coming over uh, with a with a private promoter, just him on his own. He's going to do dates across all states in Australia. He's going to be doing Adelaide. We're the first here in Adelaide on the 21st of November. Melbourne on the 22nd. Sydney on the 24th. Brisbane on the 26th. And Perth on the 28th before he flies out. Now, if you have not been involved or seen uh, Jamie Webster's events look online God we've shared enough of it and we will share more these are places events, events you just you just do not want to miss once in a lifetime trust us be there uh, you know it, it's about $40 a ticket I think it is I think for paid LFC um, Adelaide members I'm guessing this will be for all supporters clubs. Um, Adelaide have got a discount. I'm not sure about the other supporters clubs. You'll need to check yeah. with them. Uh, so Adelaide is going to be in the arc and via the Liverpool supporters club. If you're a paid up member, which you should be, uh, you get a discount. And ch- it's a, an under 18s friendly event. And under 18s juniors are getting a really good deal. I think it's only like five dollars for for them. Do I count as under fifteen? I'm small enough. You're small enough. That's true. Uh, so yeah, look, be there, be there. I can't say it anymore. I will be. I'll be screaming really loudly. Come and say hello. Okay. Anything else, Scott? That's not do, is it? Yeah. We're short and sweet this week. Uh, it's been a 
It's been a busy old week. Uh, you might find a couple of extras popped in as uh, as the week goes on because there's going to be an awful lot to talk about. All right, up the Reds, up the top of the table, Reds. We'll see you next time.